Welcome Black Hollywood Live fans. On today's Fit Club, we talk whether meat equals death, Gwyneth Paltrow's food stamp challenge, and Jessica Alba's paleo lifestyle. All this and more on today's Fit Club. You're tuned into Black Hollywood Live, Fit Club. I ain't gonna be cooking no way, I ain't your mama. Welcome to Fit Club, you guys. I ain't your mama, Miss Bella Mercedes, um, your host returning every Wednesday. You guys can find me online at fitwithfallon.com or at fitwithfallon on social media, Instagram. Not yet Snapchat, but my co-host Shaka is trying to convince me. Yes, get How on, you doing? Get on the snap. My, my name is Shaka Smith. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat at Shaka Strong. <laughs> All right. If you guys are new to the Fit Club, thank you for joining. Welcome to the club. Um, this show is just about educating you about health and fitness and everything in between. Today we have some great topics as usual. Um, so we are going to dive in. The first topic that we're going to talk about today is can eating meat increase your, your I guess, life expect well, decrease your life expectancy? Yeah. Um, you found a great study about that, how, you know, um, studies have shown that Eating plant protein versus eating animal protein better, really yeah. does um, have an effect on your mortality rate. Yeah, and sorry to viewers out there if we're going to sound a little bit like a broken record because we talk about this almost every week. But we it, do, but it, but it is about. But you know health. what? I yeah. think it's about even waking me up. Like yeah. this weekend, I'm like, I might really try that John Sally vegan tra- challenge. Yeah. You know, I, I was thinking about it, and the more you talk to me about it, when he was on the show last week, if you guys didn't watch last week, by the way, go back. You have to go yeah. back and watch. We had an amazing show with John Sally, who is an NBA, you know, champion, TV host, and a well-known vegan. Who he really schooled us. Yeah, on. And, he, and he lives, you know, he walks his talk. It's he does. Great. He lives yeah. the life. Um, and I, we're, we're going to sound like a broken record because I think we're having a kind of a food conversion in the in the country. Yeah, where we're learning that. You know, going vegan is a healthier way, and mm-hmm. now we have the products and the foods that make it kind mm-hmm. of all right. It doesn't taste yeah. as bad it might have tasted years ago. And it's kind of known that red meat um, has been kind of, you know, uh, a reason why there's been so much chron- chronic disease such mm-hmm. as, you know, cancer, diabetes, um, heart disease, all those things. Yeah, we're not getting farm-to-table red meat. Mm-hmm. So, you know, a lot of times... Well, well, they found this particular study that mm-hmm. a 10% increase in animal protein led to a 2% increase in overall mortality and an 8% risk of cardiovascular death. That is huge. Absolutely huge. Yeah. But just a 2% increase in plant protein led to a 10% decrease and a 12% decrease in cardiovascular death. And I think sometimes people think, especially when um, you're embarking in a new fitness journey, they think, oh my goodness, I have to get so much protein in. I actually yeah. have a client who her brother is obsessed with gains and he went to the ER because his liver literally could not process how much protein he was eating yeah like John said we went a revolution in this country where everyone decided protein's what we needed because a a couple of studies came out in the 80s that said there was a benefit to it Mm -hmm. but we're looking and re-examining food now and we're looking at plant-based protein which seems a lot healthier than animal-based protein so well it makes sense because they're putting all these antibiotics and different hormones in plants so if if like 
for instance, casein or protein, um, casein that they use in protein powder, if you're drinking a lot of those protein shakes, I feel that it would have the same issues as if you were eating, you know, the meat itself. Yeah, and so that, and that's why, personally, for me, I went vegan because I didn't want the byproducts of the meat mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. Um, and this is a comprehensive study. It was 100, over 130,000 people. It was initially a 32-year study that was followed up by a 26-year, 26-year follow-up study at Harvard. So yeah. this is a, a very well-studied um, you know, regimen here. Yeah. So. And there's other components in the food that actually probably have another reason why um, we see the mortality rate, you know, go yeah. up when you're eating red meat. Um, in red meat, there's different, you know, levels of nitrates. It's high in sodium. All have an effect on your health. Yeah. And again, we see so many studies because this was a study that just examine the correlation. Mm-hmm. So they're, they're still exactly not sure why this, why this exists. So mm-hmm. we're going to continue to see more studies that try to pinpoint yeah. what it is about the red meat yeah. that's causing the rise in mortality. And especially the red meat. It's so high in sodium, yeah. you know, and saturated fat. So mm-hmm. cutting out, nixing the meat altogether, I yeah. can see just, has, you know, a better effect on your overall health and organs itself. Yeah, and I encourage viewers, like, if you're afraid of going vegan, try a Meatless Monday. That 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 works for a lot of people. Yeah. You know, you have a Taco Tuesday, try a Meatless Monday, and that might help you with that plant protein increase. And something that I found, I found this vegan, I'm trying to think of the, is it Morningstar? I don't know. There's <laughs> some black bean um, vegan burger that yeah. is so good. I actually choose that over a regular turkey burger when I go to yeah. the store now because it's just... It's full of flavor, and it fills you up. Yeah, sometimes it's about trying something new and then finding out what you like. Yeah, stepping outside of the box a little. Now, there's another study that shows that um, one hour of activity actually can offset eight hours of sitting down. And I find this so interesting. And I always hear my polar watch yelling at me while I'm driving on the road and I'm stuck in traffic. It's time to move. It's time to move. And I notice when I do move... You know, um, not even that much. If I work out doing cardio for a half an hour, I've reached my goal for the day. So it's interesting how I can literally reach my goal for the day in a limited amount of time. And I think this kind of adheres to what the study is saying. Yeah, and I I hope people take it to heart. So it's 30 minutes every four hours. So you can break it up. Uh, We always complain about not having enough time. The truth is we all have enough time, especially when it comes to our health and fitness. I mean, a one-hour workout is only, what, 4% of your day? Yeah, it's nothing. And so we always like to complain about certain things, but... Mm-hmm. You can break this up again, whether it's, you know, after an hour, you five minutes of work or after a couple mm-hmm. hours, you 10 minutes of work to add up to your one hour. Mm-hmm. So when you realize it's not that much time, I think it helps to motivate people to actually do it. I found it interesting, too, that 80 percent of adolescents at school feel to be as active as they should be um, last year. Yeah. And I just remember being in gym class growing up. And I mean, it was only for what, one hour. Yeah. And all of us would complain. But this shows me that they're probably not even doing that in the schools right now. I remember just growing up it seemed every year there was a new waiver, a new reason that kids could not be physically active. Yeah. And so there, you could sit out and you had options to sit out. And it just seemed that every year those excuses piled up and piled up till no mm-hmm. one's in gym class anymore. Yeah, and I think um, even this researcher, he had said um, that people are not aware of how serious being inactive 
is. A lot of diseases that are non-communicable, such as type 2 diabetes, cardiovascular disease, are usually due to inactivity. There were 5.3 million deaths in 2008 due to physical inactivity. 5.3 million deaths due to physical inactivity. Yeah, that is nuts. Um, People who sat for more than eight hours and were active for less than five minutes had a 59% increased risk of death compared with a reference of a group of people who sat for less than four hours. That's crazy. 59%. So needless to say... Get moving, and I've been seeing. Um, yeah. I've been seeing in a, in a lot of offices now. People will have the standing desk or yeah. the treadmill under the desk. So it's it's. I think there's a little bit of a wake up call, but I feel like you know there needs to be even a, a more of a wake up call. And you know, people are saying. Well, studies are saying that they recommend two and a half hours a week mm. of working out, but even that is not enough. Yeah, and so hopefully this study drives home that thing, um, that message to people. Mm-hmm. B- but one thing for me, I've always said, if I'm going to tell you to get off your ass, I want to make sure you have a nice one. So, <laughs> so, uh, Good segue. <laughs> so this week I came in with a fit tip. I'm always asked for different um, tips. So I think we'll both be doing little um, gym tips and tips outside of the, the studio and bringing them in so you guys can at home can get a couple of our little tips and tricks of how we stay fit and in shape. So we'll roll that clip now. And so um, this is on the actual assisted pull-up and assisted dip machine, but I've turned it into sort of a glute, uh, a glute workout. And so you really want to make sure with your motion you're getting the weight um, closer to the weight on the bottom, so you're making mm-hmm. a full length. Um, and it, it's just really a great glute workout using mm-hmm. another piece of equipment in the gym innovatively to to accomplish a a physical goal. Yeah. So if your gym doesn't have one of these machines, what would you suggest um, to get a good glute workout? Well, lunges are excellent. And Mm -hmm. so this is a great way of kind of like stabilizing the lunge. But you could take it to the floor and grab some weights and just start lunging. Yeah. I mean, look at Chaka's glutes. They're amazing, right? (laughs) You guys got to try this. I Actually, I've seen people do that, and I've never tried it. But since you did it, I I mean, it should be legit. So I'm going to try it now. And I'll tell you, like, I I was nervous doing it because I... I was working with a girl who does bikini competitions, uh-huh. and she said, this is what we do, and it works, and there's no reason you, should, you shouldn't do it. And, you know, as a guy, you're in the gym, and you don't want to do certain things, but I got rid of that fear. We yeah. all have a fear sometimes of whether yeah. we're going to slip or fall. Or, yeah. And once I did that, I saw so many guys in the gym after that doing it. Really? Yeah, so I don't know if I somehow <laughs> allayed that fear for them. But like, it's okay yeah. to have a nice ass yeah, as yeah. a guy. <laughs> you know? Love it. <laughs> All right, one way that I like to feed my ass is protein bars, but I'm starting to realize maybe they're not as healthy as, you know, they should be. And I look at the ingredients of most protein bars. I typically like Quest bars, one, because I like the taste and the ingredients aren't as bad as other, but even... They had a little row over what their ingredients might be. Yeah, yeah. It's a a little bit scary, but um, a recent study showed that, you know, if you're thinking eating a regular protein, protein bar is better than, let's say, a Snickers, you could be um, surprised. A consum- <laughs> consumer lab study of 30 protein bars 
found that 60, 60% of the bars tested failed to match their nutrition labeling claims. That's crazy. That is crazy that you may not even know what you're eating, you, you even did, if you yeah. read the label. So if you had a protein bar, it means the likelihood is you've had one of these bars. Exactly. Yeah. Um, one out of 12 protein bars met the labeling claims. One out of 12, one out of eight meal replacement bars actually met the labeling claims. Four out of 10 diet bars met the labeling claims, and two products exceed their claimed amounts of fat. Half of the bars tested exceeded their chemical level of carbon um, carbohydrates. So, you know, what, what can you do? Eat food. That's what you can do. Eat real food. And it's even gotten to the point (laughs) where, you know, you see all these great recipes on the Pinterest, on greatest.com, online, where you can even make your own homemade protein bars. And I feel like that would even be safer than, you know... Buying something packaged, it all hap- it happens to all of us. Sometimes you yeah, have to course, grab yeah. and go and grab a protein bar. But the truth is, you you don't know what's in it. And yeah. all, all pro- anything processed should be your last resort. It should yeah. be you know your last line of defense. Yeah. You know? And I think we're so used to fast food, grabbing yeah. things fast, just having yeah. you know everything convenient. But I feel like you know as we're becoming more informed, we have to put our body and our health first and what yeah. we put into it. And so. the worst is you usually believe a claim that you see on a wrapper. Mm-hmm. You, you think. They're not allowed to lie, you know? Yeah. And so it's really disheartening to... I didn't know it was this bad. Yeah. You know, I figured maybe there would be a few, but uh, yeah. 60%. And for a Snickers bar, there's um, 271 calories um, and a Snickers bar with 29 grams of sugar, which when you compare compare it to most uh, protein bars, it actually does battle better or even matches. Yeah, because so, they're not trying to hide anything. They're, exactly. They know they're not like, a healthy and bar. And, you know, I've, I've, <laughs> no. actually, I've actually done that a couple times. Sometimes I'll look at the labels and I'm like, you know what? This protein (laughs) bar is just as bad as a Snickers bar. You know, a lot of them are just as bad as candy bars. So you take the Snickers or you drop them both? I take the Snickers. (laughs) (laughs) I should drop them both, but, you know, sometimes like I said, when you're in a hurry. Oh, trust me. I've been there. (laughs) Yeah. But now um, Snickers actually made has made a Snickers protein bar. Oh, nice. And they also have a runner's bar too. Um, If you're a runner, you know, you are an athlete, you need those fast carbs. Yeah, um, I think so they that, have different bars for that too. Yeah, I think that space is growing. I think as it grows and more people buy those bars, you'll get more reputable companies coming in with maybe more whole food type yeah. bars. So Yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting to see the food industry from now to say five years from now, yeah. how it's going to be different. I mean, I what think, we've talked on the yeah. show so far from beer and liquor, vegan wine already making the change. Yeah. I feel like a lot of these other products, I think, I think honestly, they'll probably be away with or do away with uh, microwavable food. Yeah. Well, I think, I think we're going to be trying to scale farm to table yeah. essentially yeah. and, you know, do it in a way that, meets the requirements of getting fresh food mm-hmm. but also can feed a populace you know where that you don't have to preserve things with nitrates and these kind yeah. of things and so I, I like that revolution so I, I see it happening so yeah um, Gwyneth Paltrow actually oh, yeah. did a new um, kind of challenge uh, she did the what she calls the food stamp challenge or um, in California the state of California we call it SNAP but basically she 
challenge yourself to live off of $29 for food for the week. Now, um, it does go by supplemental income, meaning depending on how much you make, the government will assist, you know, a certain amount. So um, she probably did the lowest amount, which was $29. So she went onto her Twitter and tweeted everything and took a picture of, as you can see on the screen, everything that she bought. She bought eggs. She bought lettuce. She bought kale, um, tortillas, brown rice, but it really wasn't much. And she tweeted, this is what $29 gets you at the grocery store, what families on SNAP, i.e. food stamps, have to live off of for one week. And you know what was actually a, a bad part about this is she got criticized for buying healthy food. People yeah. people thought she had like uppity choices, but this is just healthy food. Exactly. And um, what was interesting about this was Gwyneth Paltrow, after doing this food stamp challenge of $29 a week, she quit on the fourth day. Yeah. She, you know, it just was too challenging. And people also criticized her, too. Well, she probably went to an expensive grocery store, but she actually didn't. She went to Safeway, which is, you know, right around the corner. It's and something that we have here. you be able to get fresh and healthy food. Yeah, yeah. and Shaka and I did a little research, and every state is different, um, but the average... You know, um, I guess allowance that SNAP gives to uh, California residents is how much was it? What was it like thirty-five a week? Yeah, I think thirty-five dollars so a week to live off. In of. the coming weeks, we are going to try to do that challenge and see if we can live off thirty-five dollars of food a week. Yeah, I think that would be interesting. Yeah, and I, I think it's possible. I, I do. Yeah, so. I think I think it is a challenge, especially if you want to eat healthy food. It's possible, but you know, one thing already in my mind is you know, um, sweet potatoes. They last pretty long. Yeah. Brown rice. Yeah, watermelon um, for fruit. It's yeah. Just like, and they're cheap. Watermelons are cheap. You know? Yeah. How do you guys feel about um, Gwyneth Paltrow doing this challenge? Do you feel like, you know, she was trying to bring awareness that SNAP and, you know, government assistance needs to give people uh, more funding for food? Or do you feel it's a little disrespectful, um, you know, somebody of her privilege trying to do this? So. Well, I, I think it's just great that she was able to bring awareness to it. You know? Yeah. And so I, I think it's absolutely a positive thing that she's saying, if you want healthy food, it's harder on $29. Yeah. But she was able to last four days. Yeah. So let's do the work to get people a little bit further. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I love it. I know some other celebrities um, had done it too, but she actually got the most momentum and, I guess, backlash for it, which yeah. was surprising. <laughs> well, yeah, she does. Uh, she gets a lot of backlash, but I think she's doing her best. Miss <laughs> Jessica Alba was spotted at the Teen Choice Awards this yeah. week, and she was looking amazing. 35, yeah. I mean, she is, look at her, she's a beauty. Yeah. Um, and she kind of gave away some of the things that she's doing to to look so beautiful and fit. Uh, that including the paleo diet. Paleo. Paleo. Sorry, paleo. I was reading off the um, paleo. 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 Paleo diet. I've never tried it, as you can see. Um, and then also CrossFit as well. And yoga, yeah. And so, yoga. Yeah. So she's hitting, she's hitting everything. Um, paleo diet. Fo- it's a paleo. Paleo diet, yeah. Focus on low carbs, healthy fats, um, high protein, high quality proteins. So, mm-hmm. and then she's doing the yoga and the CrossFit. So she's really hitting all the the, the marks for fitness mm-hmm. here. Yeah, I find it interesting because I don't really see Jessica Alba as a CrossFit girl. I I can't see her doing you know heavy yeah. cleans or yeah, you know CrossFit doesn't need to be heavy. You know, but and, this is true. Yeah. But do you really see Jessica like going hard I, at yeah, CrossFit? I really? Get, of course. Yeah. I would like to see yeah. a video of that. She seems so like. I mean, 
Oh yeah, petite I, I, and soft. I could see her doing, you know, Pilates, yoga. Yeah. But I would like to see her doing some CrossFit. I think that would be interesting to watch. Oh, I'm sure. But um, yeah, I, I, I've seen people of all sizes do it, yeah. and um, yeah, it's some, some of the tiniest people have that that so much might too. Yeah, you know? it's, it's a little bit easier to get low. Yeah, um, and I think yeah, she did that show Dark Angel. I think mm-hmm. so. She was yeah, she's an active girl. Yeah, you know? yeah. well, <laughs> she's doing something good because she's looking great. All right, there's a new, um, I guess. Uh, I wouldn't want to call it a phenomenon. Uh, this is not something oh. that's. Uh, and I don't think it's that new. <laughs> <laughs> but the, okay, so basically, a lot of colleges, especially um, female college student students, they are engaging and and partaking in something called drunk orexia. Now, what that is is a lot of students <laughs> I <love> are. It's <laughs> a great graphic. I found a good one. A lot of students are offsetting their calorie intake by not eating and drinking. And what this does, um, it also helps them, I guess, get more drunk. Yeah. So that way they won't gain that freshman 15 or, you know, yeah. the, the normal weight gain that college students get when they're drinking because they're literally not eating. Well, yeah, I didn't know if this should be called Junkorexia or The Weekend because uh, <laughs> but I think we all do that to a certain degree. Yeah. If I know I'm going to be drinking, I'm going to maybe cut down on some like fattier foods or other foods I might have earlier in the day. Yeah. But not to get more drunk, but just because I'm trying to decrease the, the caloric intake. Yeah. And when I was in college... Oh, a long time ago. Um, yeah. I, I would see girls do, doing this, um, mm-hmm. but I feel like it's become... Uh, it's come to another level. Well, it's the, the on such in, an extreme right yeah. now. The problem in college is you drink every day. Right? Yeah. You know? So you know when you when you do this out in the real world, it might be once a week or once a month. Mm-hmm. You know, you just tend to think, oh, I'm going to have less today because I'm going to be drinking later. Yeah. Um, but yeah, with college and binge drinking, this becomes a huge problem because not yeah. only are these kids drinking every day, they're drinking to excess every day, yeah. and with very little food in their stomach, or they're trying to work out excessively, but their body's not in the right state to work out that hard. Yeah. Um, so it, it can be a big issue. And it's big amongst men as well. And men? Yeah. Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah. Wow. Um, that's interesting. Because, you know, there's a oh, lot yeah. of... Oh, yeah. And yeah. men being more worried. Yeah. Yeah, because there's a lot of pressure on both the men and female side, especially yeah. in college with sports yeah. and athletics, yeah. um, to keep up and remain fit. And a lot of times to remain fit at a level that you weren't before. Because mm-hmm. when I went from high school to college sports, it was now... This was a different league. Oh, yeah, So yeah. not only did I have to be better, I was also dealing, dealing with the pressures of drinking now and, mm-hmm. and so that was how do you get better at something when you're also drinking so you have those dual pressures that yeah. men also face I think all the topics that we kind of discussed today I think um, something that could help with all of this is putting an education system that highlights you know and all on all levels about nutrition yeah. you know um, teaching you know, grade school all the way up to college about nutrition I feel like we wouldn't see so many issues yeah. of you know the drunk orexia or you know the mortality rate um, issues with meat eating I feel like it's because we're not educated yeah. but you know thank God for Google where you can go on and Google and research yeah. anything because it um, used to be whatever you got in your textbook is what you learned. And yeah. God knows how that got in there with lobbying and people lobbying to get special interest yeah. in textbooks. and certain, yeah. And so now we have this World Wide Web where we can get information mm-hmm. and we can keep up with new things that are coming out, yeah. too. Because, I mean, for me, I know growing up, sometimes I'd have something in my textbook that was outdated. Yeah. You know? Because yeah. you didn't have the instance of, yeah. you know, here's the new thing. Yeah. So. Or if you go to a school that's a little bit older, doesn't have the yeah. funding, you know, you can't. Provide them with you yeah, know the, the latest the latest information on what they should be eating or doing or knowing. So yeah, yeah. 
crazy. All right, you guys, that is it for our topics. Do you have anything else that you want to end the show with that we could chat about? Uh, no, I mean, I'm just excited for that the challenge. I think we should probably do that maybe next week or the week after. All right, let me get some, my, my money together. I think payday is next week, so I'm going to put it aside. Put this is, yes. aside, yes. <laughs> I think it will be interesting. And what we'll do, too, maybe we can um, go food shopping, tape yeah. it. We oh, can yeah, show we'll, you yeah, guys. We'll together and, yeah. I can you know, show you how many. I do, I do meal prepping as it is. Yeah. Um, so I'll be interested to see how long I... But I yeah. usually do spend a lot more than 35 I'm not going to lie, when I go to Oh, the, well, of course, yeah. But, yeah. Uh, but I think it can be done. I yeah. think it can be and done. And then, you know, <laughs> in California, we have the food for less, where yeah. you can get, you know, a, a good amount of food for... A lower price, but um, yeah. vegan, me, just, you're going to have a yeah, challenge. I, I would just be interested in seeing if I can do it as a vegan. vegan. So I, I, yeah. I think I can. So yeah. um, we'll, we'll bring that to you next week or the week after. Yeah, guys. that should be interesting. All right, you guys. Thanks for tuning in. If you guys have any topics or any celebrities that you guys want us to talk about or interview, please let us know. Um, you can tweet at us. Find us online. You can find me online at FitWithFallon on FitWithFallon.com or on social media at FitWithFallon. Where can they find you, Shaka? And you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat at Shaka Strong. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you same time, same place next week. From executives Kevin Undergaro, Dario Christie, Tiana Hobson, and the entire BHL staff, we would like to thank you for supporting Black Hollywood Live, the first online broadcast network dedicated to African-American entertainment. For questions and comments, contact us, info at blackhollywoodlive.com. Like us on Facebook. Tweet us or Instagram us at BHL Online. And I am the official voice of Black Hollywood Live. Scipio, Instagram me at KingXOBay. Thanks for tuning in. Hollywood, Hollywood redefined. redefined. The views expressed here are those of the host owner and do not necessarily reflect the views of BHL or its owners or principals.